Yes, yes, yes. What is going on, my friends and family? Thank you all for being here. Welcome to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. Most of you know that I have had some sound issues lately. If this is still pursuing, please let me know in the comment section. Hey, Joe. Hey, Janice. How are y'all? How is everybody doing? I'm your host, the Cajun Libertarian. If this is your first time joining the show. So tonight on the Cajun Libertarian Live episode of Just a Thought, we'll be talking about how the media and our politicians and many, many other people are doubling down on fear porn. Another governor wants to throw a party after he crushes his state economically. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, we'll get into that. A lot of fun. And then, of course, the segment, How Is That Racist? Thank you so much for being here. And we'll be right back. Cage Libertarian Live. Yes, yes, yes. Let me throw the banner up there real quick. Cajun Libertarian Live. And you can drop me an anchor FM call-in moment on the Cajun Libertarian. I just got another one. By the way, if you don't know, you it, there's a lot of people that can't watch the show um, live, right? So a, a great option is to go to Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can get your podcast, basically. And you can listen to me run my mouth incoherently for an hour. On the radio, on your phone. You don't have to tune in live. You don't have to shut the app off. You can find all of the content on Anchor FM or Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. But please do leave me an Anchor calling FM moment. If you want to give me some money, that would be fantastic because it takes a lot of money to run this operation. You can PayPal me. You can also please visit my website and subscribe because. Eventually, big tech is going to nuke this whole situation. We already know that. It's coming down the pipe eventually, but what they cannot nuke is my website. You can also get merchandise there, T-shirts, stickers, and of the sort. We will add more to that very soon. So please subscribe to my website. Follow all of my socials so that if I get nuked from one, we can have conversations and learn from each other on many other different platforms. That's very important. Please give me a call-in moment. Now, real quick, to our sponsors. You know what? There is something that, I'll be honest with you, there's something that I don't know a lot about. There is. There is. Um, well, most things. Most things I don't know a lot about. One thing I don't know anything about are high-end bags and accessories, right? But I can tell you exactly who does. High-end bags and accessories by Fierce Luxury by Ashley Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com. Fierce Luxury is a high-end bag and accessories consignment store based online. <clears throat> Excuse me. They carry the hottest brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. I still haven't figured out how to say that word. That's okay. It's been fun to poke at it, though. That's what she said. Consign with them for a 30% fee, 20% less than most consignment stores. Find them online at FierceLuxuryByAshley.com and on Facebook in their exclusive group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Also, if 
And I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that most of the people that probably watch the show are libertarians and they really like to debate and argue. If you like to debate and argue, if that's who you are, if that's the thing that you like to do, download the video debate app by Brian Lamar. Video debate app is designed to give users the ability to use their God-given right of free speech to post up to three-minute videos on the topic of the day. Every day, VidDebate will post a question in the hopes to draw a strong to draw strong opinions from all sides of a range of topics from pop culture to politics. So please download Video Debate today and get started on arguing libertarianism on the internet because none of you have done that at all yet. I'm sure of it. So please make your start right now on Video Debate and argue with people online. Free speech. We also have another new sponsor of the show. Phenomenal, because this is apparently something that's happening now. Um, people are paying me to talk about their stuff on my show, which is pretty freaking incredible and phenomenal, to be honest with you. I'm floored. I am uh, am honored to be here and, and honored to have all of you with me and all of these people that, that, that find value in this program and want to contribute to it. So our newest sponsor is Laura Province, K2 Realty. She's in Texas. Your home is your sanctuary. That is a fact. As a second-generation real estate agent, Laura Province knows the importance of helping her clients navigate through the home buying and or selling process. Whether you're buying your first home, a second investment property, or seeking that dream retirement residence, you will have a seamless experience with K2 Realty. So please check out Laura Province, outstanding human being, and she pays me to talk about how outstanding she is, and I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. So thank you, Laura, for sponsoring the show, and please go check out Laura. We have a serious housing situation right now. If you didn't notice, yeah, inflation's a real thing. So is a housing bubble. Ask Brian Lambert. He'll tell you all about it. And a great long speech that you probably don't want to hear all of the words to. But he will give you all of the words plus some, because that's what he does. Checking comments real quick, because, oh, my God, there's a bunch of them already. Good sound. Absolutely. Only an hour, Mason. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't produce enough content to go beyond an hour. Brian. There he is. Wow, I actually showed up to watch a podcast. This rarely happens. Thank you, Brian. Usually I have Brian on these segments, right, spending time with Brian Scott Lambert. Um, I wanted to to not just berate him every week with um, my request to have him on the show. So I gave him the night off. Spending time with Brian Scott Lambert. Yeah. Let me go back to the comments so I can get that off of there. Jimmy Eel. Thank you. Uh, I like to call him Jimmy Lee. When I miss live shows, I tune into Anchor while I'm driving. Yes, indeed. Please do that. Apple version. Oh, there's Brian. Hey, Brian is the author of Video Debate. Apple version is almost out. Google Play version is. So if you're on Google or um, Samsung, you can go ahead and download that now. Jimmy says we have new listeners coming in a few moments. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Jimmy's a great uh, advocator for being outside of the echo chamber and pulling in people. It's freaking awesome. Thank you, Jimmy. I don't know what you're trying to say there, Chris. I'm not doing call-ins anymore. Mine got ignored. Oh, Jesus. I told you it was my bad. So with that being said, I will go ahead and play 
an anchor call-in moment from uh, what was supposed to go on the Cajun and Eskimo show, which uh, I'm sure a lot of y'all know that that was a very intense show, and that is that's absolutely my bad for missing it. Uh, missing the uh, I was there for the show, obviously, I co-hosted it, but I there were some um, there were some call-ins that I did miss, and, and I apologize. That's totally my fault. I got wrapped up in it, and uh, we got several new call-ins. So let me play the first one from Bootleg Libertarian. This is the Bootleg Libertarian from Not a Real Libertarian Podcast. My question is how big does the wood chipper need to be in order to solve this pedophile problem in the United States? I'm thinking they've got some pretty big ones that, uh, you know, you can throw an entire tree in. I figure that's the most efficient way. Um, it saves time. I don't need to wood chip an entire tree. So I don't think I'll have to worry about cross contamination of blood with like actual wood. Um, what do y'all think? That's a good, that's a good calling. That's a fantastic calling. Uh, I, you know, Chris, here's what I'll say. What I'll say is the size of the wood chipper should be predetermined. And, and this is the only determining factor of how, how large the wood chipper should be. Let me fix my camera here. Sorry. Uh, as long as you can fit the pedo feet first. There you go. And apparently, size matters. So that's the thing. Let's do another one from uh, Thomas Daniel Queter. If you don't know, ha, great opportunity here. Thomas Daniel Queter, Tom for 52.com, T O M F O R 52.com, running for the 52nd District of New York State, running for Senate. Phenomenal. Tom for 52.com. There's no quit in Queter. Tom for 52.com. Let's play his anchor call in moment from Friday. Good evening, everybody. Thomas Daniel Queter here. Just wanted to give a shout out to my buddy Cajun because he just gave a shout out to me on another podcast. He submitted an anchor call in moment and he professed his undying support for my campaign. And that's why I think you should consider going to Tom for 52.com. That's T O M F O R 52.com and hitting that donate button. Support a candidate you can trust. Support a candidate that's libertarian. Support a candidate in a state where bad policy needs to be stopped before it spreads across the nation. Uh, furthermore, go to tomfor52.com slash FTG and read about our meme contest. Get some merchandise with some fan memes on it. Submit your memes for the chance to have your memes put on my merchandise. Tomfor52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Thank you, Thomas. Um, yes, I gave you a shout out because man love is real. And I love that man. Tom for 52.com. You know what else? There's a couple of things there that Thomas didn't mention. Uh, kind of some negative positives, right? That makes sense. Uh, Tom in the state of New York hasn't sexually assaulted or raped anyone. That's a plus. He also hasn't murdered thousands of old people. Also a plus. So please 
Go to tomfor52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com, and check it out. He does not pay me to do that on this show. He pays me to do that on Muddied Waters, but that's okay. So, yes, bootleg, I know it was, but I played it because I felt bad. And it was still fitting, right? Still, it is what it is. Still fitting. Due process. Always feet first. Yes. Jimmy. Tom from 52.com. Yes, indeed. So, getting into tonight's stuff. I got home after 7 o'clock tonight. My time, freedom time, central time, where Washington, D.C. does not exist in my time zone, which automatically validates my time zone as freedom time. It does not also include California. So, I feel safe in saying that Central Time is Freedom Time. Doesn't have D.C., doesn't have California. I'll settle on that. Um, that being said, let me get to my notes here because I think we're going to have some fun with this. You know what we're going to start off with? Let's, <laughs> yeah, man, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start off with, boom, how is that racist? How is it racist? We're either going to find out that it is. This is a pretty satirical segment, so we'll probably find out that it isn't. And I really don't need to tell you that because you already know. You know what I need? I, if anybody's out there that, that that wants to produce and like do all this clicking and checking comments stuff for me while I'm, you know, trying not to be distracted so I can actually do the show. Oh, Liberty Shamrocker. Thank you, Liberty Shamrocker. That was an incredible show occasion. And I thank you for bringing it to light. Hugs to you and Sonny. Yes, hugs right back. Thank you, Connie. You are phenomenal. You're very, very fantastic how is that racist all right last month the houston association of realtors made national news for its decree that real estate listings would no longer mention master bedrooms or master bathrooms because of the word master's slavery connotations to many the phrase master bedroom is associated with slavery and evokes imagery of violence against people of color. There is your how is that racist segment. Master bedrooms. The term master bedrooms is now racist. Please let me know in the comments if you think that is as stupid as I do. Because uh, I, <laughs> I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Because you know what? It is ridiculous. You know, here's the thing. I wasn't going to get into this part until I did my other notes on the on the <laughs> on the segment. But that's okay. We will uh, we will just bang off right into how is that racist? Uh, calling master bedrooms racist isn't racist. Mm -mm. Nope, nope. Here's the thing. If you look, if you're going to spend your entire existence looking for that's racist, you're going to find a lot of stuff that you think is racist. You're going to fabricate things in your own mind, in your own mental imaginary 
uh, state, you're going to create racism where it doesn't actually exist. Calling a master bedroom master bedroom isn't racist. That is just looking for a reason to cause division and to gaslight people, to make them think that all of the stuff that I've been saying is racist. I must be racist. Nope, 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 nope. Don't let them do that. Don't let them do that. Nope. You're not a racist because you call a master bedroom racist. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> you call it a bedroom. You call it the master bedroom the master bedroom. That's not how that works. That's not racist. That's you saying that's the master bedroom. That's the main bedroom where the two adults sleep in. That's how that works. Let me go back. And some people's objection to the phrase, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. To many, the phrase master bedroom is associated with slavery and evokes imagery of violence against people of color. If you are looking at the term and listening to the term master bedroom and you're associating that with racism, that's called idolatry. That's idolatry. You're idolizing the idea that everything in this planet or everything somebody of a different color says is racist. You've idolatrized. I think that's right. Uh, the, the, the very essence of what racism is. That means that that's your sole focus in life. That you care nothing else, but that's all you're concerned about. You're consumed with it. You're obsessed with it. And that's really the end all be all when it comes to this segment is I want to highlight the fact that you're not ridiculously dumb for thinking that stuff that they tell us is racist isn't. No, it's probably not racist. Uh, but more importantly, it's it's a mental deficiency. That's a fact. If you are literally spending your entire existence trying to seek out things that are quote-unquote racist. You are obsessed with racism. And that's a mental health issue. Master bedrooms. Not racist. Nope. You're just obsessed with trying to find things that are racist when they don't, in fact, actually exist. It's a repetitive reminder of slavery and plantations. Donald Donnell Williams president of the National Association of Real Estate Brokers said, and some people's objection to the phrase don't stem from concerns about its racial implications. Why? Why? Because it ain't racist, number one. Number two, because you opened Pandora's box. That's why. Nobody gave a about the term master bedroom until you made an issue out of something that didn't exist. It didn't exist before somebody with low effort thinking that's completely consumed and idolizes racism created this vacuum. One definition of the word master is a male head of household, according to Merriam-Webster. Based on, this, on the discussion that took place, more members viewed the term as sexist than racist, although some did view them as racist. The Houston Association of Realtors noted. So what happened was you created a vacuum, didn't exist, didn't need to exist, doesn't exist, 
it's false narrative. And then, Jimmy, I see your comment there. I am not. <laughs> Jesus. So you created the, this scenario that didn't exist in the first place, right? Like, master bedroom is not racist. It's not. So then you started polling people about it. You gave them the Merriam-Webster's dictionary definition, and they said, oh, well, shit, that doesn't sound racist. That sounds sexist because it's the man's lead bedroom. And now here we are talking about it on the Cajun Libertarian Live because that's how stupid we are in 2021, which is fantastic. Because you know what? You know why that's fantastic? For me, as a content creator, it gives me good content. And I get to do things like throw up this dumbass graphic that I made about stupid talking points. How is that racist? It's not. Master bedroom isn't racist, nor is it sexist. It's a bedroom. It's a bedroom. It's a inanimate object that exists with a label to let you know that this is where the main people sleep in their house, typically involving children, where the children probably don't maintain or occupy that space within the house. Generally speaking, how is that racist? It's not racist. Just keep saying master bedroom and forget about it. Move on with your life. But it is hilarious. And so that's why I get to talk about it because it's funny. And because we need we need that frequent reminder that this trash that they're shoving down our throats habitually is not what they say it is. It's not. And as Ashley so succinctly put it in the comment section several weeks ago, the first time I introduced the segment, how is that racist? How is that racist? It's not. It's not. It's not. And we're done with that. We're done with that. In other news, I stole some content right off of Donald Rainwater's page. Thank you, Donald Rainwater, because it was fantastic. I am basically going to read Rainwater's quote verbatim because it's doesn't need anything added to it. It has all the substance that it needs. By the way, if you don't know who Donna Rainwater is, check him out. He ran for governor of Indiana, made national news, made a huge splash. He will run again. I'm pretty sure that's why he's amping up everything that he is. So I feel comfortable saying that. Vote for Donna Rainwater. He's going to make even more noise this next election cycle. So, reading Rainwater's quote, pretty much verbatim. Verbatim. And then I'll flesh out a little bit, and then we'll move on to the, the just a thought part of it. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on here tonight. Um, like I said, I got here after, I got home after 7 o'clock. And, um, yeah, I just kind of threw together what I could as fast as I could. While hundreds of thousands of Hoosiers are still struggling to recover from this catastrophic lockdown of Indiana's economy, Governor Holcomb in Indiana, Governor Holcomb in Indiana has decided to celebrate. He's going to celebrate his inauguration with a public concert at River State Park and a black tie event this weekend. His narcissism is relentless. Thank you, Donald. Yes, it is. Every one of them. Almost every one of them. 
Horrible. In an interesting, sorry, in an interesting twist of fate, the public concert has been canceled due to the lack of ticket sales. <laughs> That's glorious. I couldn't have asked. First, I would have said, what the hell? Why would you even do this in the first place? The next possible best outcome is he had to cancel the event because nobody wanted to show up because he's a trash governor. He shut his state down. Oh, well, he's a Republican, by the way. You won't hear from white right-wing pontificators. Now, give him a little bit of credit, right? Most of the, the lockdowns and the tyrannical measures invoked during the COVID season has come off the backs so in, in the hypocritical activity, right? The rules for thee, not for me. That, that, that's come off the backs of Democrats. Let's be honest. You got to be honest. I like, you know, we like to be fair. We criticize Republicans and Democrats equally. But through this scenario, Democrats have been far worse. I can tell you that from my own experience here in this state. So how glorious is it that this ridiculous governor who will lose his job very quickly, hopefully to Donald Rainwater, decides to throw a party in celebration of his inauguration that nobody is celebrating. And the reason that they're not celebrating it is because he sucks at his job. And that's why they didn't buy tickets. So he had to cancel it. Now, going back to Donald Rainwater for governor of Indiana. Evidently, Hoosiers don't feel like partying with the governor who threw over 1 million Hoosiers into unemployment last year and destroyed the American dream of thousands of Hoosiers, small business owners. Fact. Fact. How tone deaf and lock, uh, lacking in empathy do you have to be to throw a party for yourself and publicly invite 6.7 million people? who you haven't done squat to generally help since you destroyed their economic stability. Another fact by Donald Rainwater. Thank you, Mr. Rainwater. Governor Rainwater, I hope. Very come soon. Push it. Essential for Liberty Pack, by the way. Donald Rainwater, Essential for Liberty Pack. Go follow him. Go follow his pack. Support him. He is ramping up his socials right now, I assume, because he's running for governor, and he should. You know why? Because of clowns like this. How tone-deaf and lacking in empathy do you have to be to throw a party for yourself and publicly invite 6.7 million people? By the way, it got canceled because nobody bought tickets. Ooh, that makes me happy. That makes me really happy. Sorry, I get giddy over that one. When I read that from Donald Rainwater, I started laughing so hard. I am just so ecstatic over that. Don't forget, not one member of the Indiana Republican Super Monopoly that I have heard has said publicly that this is an insult to the Hoosier citizens that they are supposed to be serving as elected officials. I wonder why. Because they don't want to make their candidates look bad. So, Governor Holcomb, kick rocks. Republican GOP for the state of Indiana, kick rocks. Kick rocks.
and he is kicking rocks because his party got canceled because nobody wanted to show up. So that's freaking awesome. Back to the comments. Let's see. Can I? Oh, and I will say this too, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before we get into our last and final segment of the show, I understand that Afghanistan is the hot topic of the day. Uh, I, I am not ready to speak on that in whole because I'm not ready for that. There's a lot of infant. I have a strong stance when it comes to foreign policy, and that's that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm mainly talking to me. I don't know. I don't. Do I think? Okay, I'll say this. I think the right move was made. Pulling out of Afghanistan was the right move to make. The way it was done was just the most horrible, ridiculous trash. Just terrible. Terrible. So, extrapolate from that what you will. I will put this up real quick before we head off into our last and final debate. I will take some anchor call-in moments before we get into that as well. Here's some numbers from this man, Bruce Fenton. I stole this off the Alaskan Libertarian Party page. So please go follow and like their page. I hope the numbers are true. I did not check them. U.S. troops killed in Afghanistan. 2,448. That seems low. Contractors. 3,846. Afghan military and police. 6,000. Allied troops. 1144. Afghan civilians. 47,245. Taliban and other opposition fighters. Uh, just above 51,000. Aid workers. 444. Journalist 72, we spent $2 trillion, which is an average of $273 million a day for 20 years. For what? For what? You know, I also heard this interesting stat. I'll talk about this for a second. <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it for a second. I didn't want to talk about it. I'll talk about it for a second. The the numbers that and I cannot verify these numbers. I'm giving you the information that I have retained and I am regurgitating. I will, I do intend on fleshing this out more and verifying these numbers. The Afghanistan army outnumbers the Taliban three to one. Three to one. There's like 300,000, 300,000 Afghanistan army military members 300,000 they didn't even try was it the wrong way yes yes it was the wrong way we shouldn't have done that it needs layers everything needs to be done pragmatically right of course pulling out of afghanistan we needed that we needed it 18 years ago or have never gone in the first place that was an option too um, the way we pulled out bad, very bad. A lot of people are going to suffer. That, that, that violates the no harm policy. <sighs> they did for people trying to sympathize with, with certain aspects of the Afghanistan population. I've seen videos uh, of what's going on in the airport over there. People trying to leave. A lot of those people are young males. Fighting age males. Males. Why the hell do I want to send my fellow 
as a veteran, fellow brothers and sisters over there, or to stay over there to fight and die and have to deal with the PTSD in the military industrial complex for a people that won't even fight for their own soil. Don't make excuses for them. That part is a fact. 300,000 Afghan army military personnel didn't even fire a shot. Basically. Didn't even try. Didn't even try. Didn't even try. Why the should we? Stop it. Don't don't do that. Don't they did they deserve very little the 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 fighting age and capability uh, capable men of that country if they're not going to stand up for their own soil in their soil then we shouldn't either but yes we 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 destroyed our terrible terrible way to pull out of that country uh it needed to happen I, I just don't know i don't know enough about it Right. I can, I'm a strong, firm, and we're about to get into this right now. I'm a strong, firm believer, believer in optics, in uh, the eye test. Okay. And the eye test tells me if you're going to sit here and, and tell me that 300,000 military members wouldn't stand up when they outnumber these tyrannical uh, factions, three to one, minimum, minimum, three to one. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't want us being sacrificed for that. Show me that you want to to do it, and then maybe there's a conversation. Possibly, probably not. Probably not. But I don't know. I I don't know. And so I'm not going to make anything that's even going to be considered as a strong stance on it because I just don't know. Who's your libertarian? Hol- Holcomb's a scumbag. And that is straight from the loud mouth of Indiana. Right there. Some football stuff in here. Not going to go into that. So, <laughs> I messed up there. I I, I swore I wouldn't. I, I told myself, do not go into the Afghanistan thing. But that's just. I'm, I'm I'm not. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Saigon was full of draft age males avoiding the fight for their own country. Nothing new. No, it's not. Stop getting involved. We're, we're not the world's police. Anyway. So. Getting down to the nuts and bolts of this as we wrap this uh, as we wrap tonight's episode up. I have been semi-nervous, I guess, to talk about this content because if it's not expressed and articulated very well, it will get me nuked from the internet. And that's just a fact. And (laughs) it's kind of what got me started as an activist. And so it would feel... Definitely feels like it would be an injustice as if, if I didn't even talk about it, right? Is is kind of betraying my my roots as to what what got into this, and so we're going to talk about that here in just a second. First, 
we're going to go to an anchor call moment from Robert Spina. Yes, hello. Is this Cajun? My name's Josiah, and I'm a neoconservative. I'm calling because I have a question. I was wondering when you were going to bring on the real bootlicker again, because he's probably the biggest neoconservative I've ever heard, and I love to listen to him and his neoconservative messaging. Thank you. I guess you're welcome, whatever your fake name was there. Um, I will bring on bootleg when that is time. Bootleg and I do a lot of things together, but we space them out well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, good job, boot bootlicker libertarian. By the way, bootlicker libertarian. I didn't, uh, I didn't receive any other call-in moments that I can see, so you're stuck with that. Whatever that was, I don't care. I, uh, I don't vet them. So you have about 20 minutes to call in another anchor call, another anchor call in moment. This is whatever that was, Robert. Appreciate it, dude. You are a funny guy. I appreciate that. Um, so let me turn off the comments because I don't want to continually be distracted. And I love the comment section. So please continue to comment. I honestly love the engagement that this platform has provided. That has been absolutely exceptional and remarkable. The, the engagement is incredible. Thank y'all. So please comment. Uh, you're just as much a part of this as I am. I promise you, I'm just a facilitator for information and a platform that you guys have elected me to be in. I do feel, I've told you this before, I feel like this is an elected position because a lot of people do a lot of things very right and much better than I do on the internet, and they just don't gain the traction that, that I have. And so this is because of y'all. This is because of y'all. Now, moving on into our last and final segment, which is our actual Just a Thought segment. I've got to word this just right, y'all, so please bear with me. The, we're, we're using, we've shifted, and I say we loosely, okay? The narrative has shifted with the fear porn. Why? Why has the narrative shifted with the fear porn? Fear porn. Because... Everybody got vaccinated or 70 plus percent of the country got vaccinated. Last I checked, vaccinations are 99.996 efficacy rate in avoiding death and, you know, severe COVID reactions. That doesn't do well for the power apparatus, does it? Because that means everybody gets to go back to normal. Doesn't it? So, instead of coming for us adults, they decided they would double down on the fear porn and attack our kids. Let's get into that. Number one. Nope. Nope. No. No, 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 no. So that's where the fear of porn has spread now. Why? Because there's this thing 
that's universally accepted amongst humans, and it's called fatigue. People, adults, got tired of the process. This was never a sustainable, uh, long-lasting goal, okay? Especially in America. It's just not. We have a thread of rebellious in our bloodstream. It, it comes with the DNA of being America, being American. A lot of people played along for a while. Then the vaccines came out. The numbers still show positive results for the vaccine. Overwhelmingly positive results, by the way. Somebody who's not vaccinated, I don't advocate for vaccinations. I'm an advocate for if that's something that you feel comfortable with, you and your healthcare provider or you and your research decide this is right for me, go for it. If you've decided the contrast, that's fine. That's fine. I completely empathize with you. I understand. As a high-risk individual, I understand if you don't want to get vaccinated. I completely get it. Nervous about the adverse reactions. Don't feel like you need it. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay? That's what I'm an advocate for. You want to get the vaccine? Go get go get jabbed. Go get jabbed. You know, and if everything results well from the first one, then go get the second one. And if you feel comfortable with needing a booster later, go get the booster. If you completely reject all of it for whatever reason that you deem necessary, then don't. Then don't. And that's perfectly okay. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going <laughs> to... You know, I got my merchandise right here, by the way. A little Cajun spice makes liberty real nice. I've got people requested because I came up with a slogan um, not too long ago. People are requesting. So uh, put it in the comments if you want it. Uh, but I want to put a t-shirt or a hat says, uh, or a sticker that says, I would rather get COVID than talk about it anymore. So, but having the platform that I have to do, or I get to, sorry, I'm so sorry, that I get to have. Coronavirus is one of the things we have to talk about. Most of the stuff I try to avoid at points. Thank you, Emily. Yes, it's a very, very good shirt. You can find them at CajunLibertarian.com. One of the things that's going to piss me off is when you use kids, all right? I just did the thing on Friday night with the pedophiles and personal experience of family with pedophiles. I have three kids. There was a lot that I've screwed up in my life to a degree that most people will never understand. The one thing that I was never confused about was that I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to take care of kids. I wanted to have children. You know, I wanted to have a family. And so when you start dipping off into our kids, and that's what they're doing right now. They're using our children to peddle fear porn now because it, it it's died off with us. Because 70 plus percent of Americans have been vaccinated. The vaccines right now are proving to be effective. They're losing control over the situation. So they shifted from let me scare you into total government control. And I will scare you through your children into more government control. With the Delta variant, by the way, which I will also add 
is already declining. But how many people are you hearing say that? The first Delta variant case was in Missouri. It's already peaked. It's already declining. Delta variant is going to decline very fast. Herd immunity, vaccinations, all of the above. Don't forget, by the way, if you didn't remember this little fun fact, here's the memory hole. 1984 Georgia aura. Here's the memory hole. Coronavirus, still, you have a 98 point plus percentage of surviving with no issues. That's a fact. That's a number that you can go look up. That's a fact. Most people, unless you're old or sick or both, are going to get the illness. Everybody's going to probably wind up getting it. The vast majority of people are going to get coronavirus. They're going to get sick, and then they're going to get over it. We've forgotten that fact because they shove so much information down our throats. But people are tired. They're fatigued of it. So they realized that was not a viable option anymore, and they went to our children's article from Duke. EDU Durham, the widespread use of masks in schools can effectively prevent COVID-19 transmission and provide a safe learning environment. Two Duke scholars said Wednesday, Danny Benjamin, medical doctor, and Kinesia Zimmerman, medical doctor, who were our co-chairs of the Duke-led ABC Science Collaborative, which issued a new, new report on Wednesday, basically saying that schools are doing better with masks. Why is that a problem? Let's talk about it. North Carolina School District K-12 Education and the charter schools did an outstanding job of preventing COVID-19 transition in schools. Danny Benjamin, one of the main authors of this, says in the mask-on-mask mask 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 environment, the risk of death from acquiring COVID and dying from it in North Carolina is past. This past year was less than the risk of riding to school in your parents' automobile. Guess what? It always was. Sorry. I did not read these. <laughs> I actually took these notes a little bit uh, a few days ago, and I, I didn't get a chance. Like I said, I got home after seven to get a chance to read through them. Yes, it always was. It always was. You're at a much higher risk of dying in a car accident than you are from COVID. That's fact. That's tangible, researchable fact. Ban cars. Anyway. We can effectively effectively prevent morbidity and mortality from this disease. Full stop. We can, pre- we can effectively prevent morbidity and mortality from this disease. Full stop. We have that capability. That's a quote. No, you don't. No, we don't. It's a virus. You don't have that ability. Ever. Ever. No. You don't have that ability to full stop prevent morbidity and mortality from the disease. You don't. You don't have that ability. That's not how viruses work. Moving on, because I I don't want to, again, this is why I have an issue talking about this stuff. Because you got, 
I've gotten into rooms on Clubhouse with medical doctors, and we've had these discussions. That I can pin them down. They're, they're Kenesha Zimmerman. We know that if our goal is to reduce transmission of COVID-19 in schools, there are two effective ways to do that. Number one, vaccination. Number two, masking. Wrong. Wrong. According to your own stats, wrong. Masks are the fourth. One, two, three, then four on the mitigation level of preventing transmission of COVID-19. Number four. Number four, not number two. You're lying. You're lying and you're purposefully lying. That's also researchable. Number four. Not number two, number four. The science suggests masks can be an extremely effective, particularly for those who can't get vaccinated while COVID-19 is still circulating. I will leave that alone. So I've really said what I want to. Definitely get booted. Now, all that being said, this entire argument is based on mask mandates in schools. We'll get into the nuts and bolts of it. But you here's the funny thing about journalism, right? Probably most of you know this more than I do. Um, if you, when you read articles like this and you watch news articles like this, what happens is is that they give you they barrel you with information. And then you have to go all the way down after you've been fatigued of the article because we live in a microwave society. You have to go all the way down to the very bottom to find out what exactly. So these people are suggesting that the experience from last year's school season Masks in school, in school learning with masks on your children were effective in spreading or effective in not spreading, not transmitting the COVID-19. Is that true? Here's the answer. You don't know. You don't know, but they're passing it off as true. And I'll tell you why you don't know. We're going to get into it right now. We don't have data. This is right from the same doctor way down the list, way down. They give you all the stuff about how it works. 100%. No, no, no question. None at all. It works. Absolutely. No question. Mass in schools on kids prevents the trans. Uh, it reduces the risk of transmission in K through 12 children in schools. I go all the way to the bottom of the article. We don't have data from within North Carolina as to whether or not in school in K through 12, what happens when children are not masked. Zero compare and contrast. Zero. None. None at all. None. And he admits it right freaking there. They did not collect data from schools that didn't mask. Period. All they did was collect data from schools that did. And then they passed that info off to you as if that is scientific fact. And it is not. It's not. He says it right there. We don't. 
We do not have data from within North Carolina as to whether or not in school in K through 12, what happens when children are not masked. You know why? Because you don't want that information. Let me take a moment to breathe here. Hello from Austin. Hey, Joanne. Hello from Jackson, Mississippi. So what they did is, right, I mean, it's just most like polling, same polling, same polling measures. They go into an area, they, they poll the things that they want to, to extrapolate a specific result from, and then they give you the polling data. Data, right? So they spend an entire article talking about how effective in-school learning with masks on is in reducing the transmission of COVID-19. And then you get all the way to the bottom of the article. And what's it say? Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, we didn't actually do any research at all. None. There is no, no evidence at all that suggests that masks at school prevent the transmission of coronavirus at all. Not to mention the fact that it's irrelevant. Kids don't suffer from coronavirus and the teachers can go get vaccinated. That's a fact. Kids don't suffer from COVID-19 and the teachers can get vaccinated or they can find a new effing job. Moving on to the American Academy of Pediatrics. This was just released. This was just released from the AAP. I could not find, like I said, I got home late. I wasn't even going to do the show. I was going to postpone the show because I got home so late. I couldn't find the exact quote. But from the American Academy of Pediatrics, they released an updated guidance for schools on Monday. Stating, recommending that all students over two years old, along with staff, wear masks, regardless of whether they have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Why? 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 It's a 98-plus percentile survivability rate regardless of your status right there's there's no catchems that come with that that that's just a, a a number that's just a bare fact 98 plus percent of people are going to get through covid and be just fine among our children is even astronomically higher we'll get into it we'll get into it Why do people like the American Academy of Pediatrics persist on this ridiculous uh, mandate? Why? That's the question. I'm not going to try to answer it. I'm not going to try to answer it. Figure it out. You know what I mean? I'm not going to try to answer it. I don't know why. I think I know why. 
but that will probably also get me nuked. So I won't say it. But the fact of the matter is, is that kids don't suffer from COVID. And if you're a teacher, get vaccinated or stay home. Or don't either. Do both. But stop. Stop trying to force mouth muzzles on our children. That is absolutely not warranted at all. Go F yourself. Show up at the school board meetings. Be the voice. This is utterly absurd. And I will give you the numbers so that you can know that this is utterly absurd. Most of you probably have done way more research than me. And so here's a few numbers as to why it is absolutely absurdly effing ridiculous to mandate masks in schools with kids. It's borderline child abuse is what it is. I mean, have you seen kids? You ever been around a kid? You got three of them. Try to slap a freaking face diaper on them. You're going to touch it. They're going to eat it. They're going to trade with each other. Oh, you got a Batman mask. I want a Superman mask. Let's trade. It doesn't do anything. It, even if it was, even if kids were at a high risk of COVID-19, even if masks were absolutely proven to be effective against the COVID-19, any of its variants in, in its transmissibility, it doesn't make a difference. They're, even in the adults, it doesn't make a difference. Everybody's touching it. Pull it down their nose. Grab one. Throw it away. Get another one. Right off the freaking aisle that everybody's been touching already. It's, it doesn't make any sense at all. And that's the point. They're, they're, they're feeding fear propaganda. Fear porn. Fear porn because people get off on this stuff. Watch some of these videos of people in, in stores. Watch some of these videos of people in the school board meetings. They get off on this. It's virtue signaling at the worst. Like you don't you don't have the numbers, you don't have the facts. You just say follow the science, trust the science, but there hasn't been anything to follow or trust yet. Not substantial. We're all still trying to figure this thing out. So why are you sitting in at your school board meeting in tears talking about how grateful you are that the school is mandating that your child wear a muzzle when there's no studies that back that at all? None. None. Here are some facts that you can go find. As of last week, 4.2 million kids were positive results of coronavirus. 0.008 have died. 4.2, as of last week, 4.2 million children have been positively, have tested positive for the coronavirus. 0.008 have died. And the last time I checked, 100% of the 0.008 had comorbidities. None of them were healthy. So, again, fact check me. That's fine. Last I checked, zero kids have died that were healthy from coronavirus. Not one. Not a half of one. If that's a thing, I don't know. Zero. Zero healthy children. That's great. That's a great thing. So stop. Stop with the fear porn. 
In 2018 and 2019 flu season, 480 children died from the flu. From the flu, 480. According to the CDC, you can check that, easily verifiable. That's their numbers. 480 in one flu season. One. 480. You know how many kids that they are reporting the CDC, same site, have died from coronavirus from the entire pandemic? 400. So you had 80 more kids die in a flu season than the entire pandemic of coronavirus, according to the CDC. Nobody was asking for masks then. You weren't socially distancing. You weren't you weren't, you weren't calling to put to slap cloth muzzles. That that stuff's in question for real. Um nobody was asking for that then, were they? No. But yet way, way, way more kids died in a much shorter amount of time from the flu in 2018-2019 flu season than they have through the entire coronavirus pandemic. That's a fact. Straight from the CDC website. Go check it out. I want to to, to give somebody a shout-out real quick. Little Wayne. Little Wayne, who's who I'm going to shout out right now. You know why? Because he wrote a song that says the numbers don't lie. I don't know if he wrote it or not. He's part of it. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And these numbers with our kids in correlation with coronavirus, they don't lie. And the mask mandates don't match up. So don't let them do that. Don't let them. Even the Delta variant, yes, it's more transmissible. Yes, there's more cases. Cases aren't a thing. I don't care about your cases. We don't count cold, the common cold cases. Why? Because nobody cares. You get over it. And you go home. And you still go to work. You get sick. You're fine. You got to come. Nobody cares about cases. We're talking about deaths and hospitalizations because they've moved the goalposts. Now they made it all about cases because the other stuff that actually matters doesn't sell anymore because we're past this pandemic due to herd immunity and a lot of people, as of to date, successfully vaccinated. The numbers don't lie. So thank you, Little Wayne. I do fully understand uh, that Little Wayne is a great brown, great brown, uh, groundbreaking. Philosopher and an orator. Yes, Little Wayne is that. Philosophical genius and magnificent orator and master communicator. Thank you, Little Wayne, for that phenomenal insight. Numbers don't lie. So, as we move into the next season, that is COVID. 
Fear porn gives unpleasant low-status people the opportunity to virtue signal and feel superior for the first time in their lives. Yes, absolutely. The fact remains is that if you really wanted to, nope, I'm not gonna, nope, I'm not gonna say that. Nope, I'm not gonna say that. Let's. All right, forgot I already finished them all. So. Wrapping up with tonight's episode of Just a Thought. Don't take this lightly. Don't. This should be an obvious multi-step process, right? This is an obvious progression. They peddled fear porn. Everybody was cautious. A lot of people were cautious for a long time. Rightfully so. You know, not, we didn't know what was going on. Still don't. Still don't know what's going on. If anybody tells you they 100% know what's going on, you shoot that down. Nope. No, they don't. No, they do not. No, they don't. We still don't know what's going on. We're still trying to figure it out. Right? So don't let them peddle the fear porn into your life. And notice the natural progression of when adults got fatigued with information because that's what happened. You cannot continually barrel people with the same information. They will get tired of it and disregard it. That's what happened. Especially after 70 plus percent of Americans went and got vaccinated. And now there's a 99.996% rate of success today. We'll see how that works out. Hopefully it works out. I'm not an advocate for vaccines. I'm an advocate for do what you want to do. I hope to God the vaccines work. That's real. I really want them to work. But as soon as everybody got vaccinated and then the the fatigue set in, like, okay, yes, we're good. You said we're vaccinated. We're good. We should have never been a thing in the first place. Do what you want anyway. Government. No. Anyway, everybody breathe a breath, breath of fresh air. I'm reading that right now. From Janice, hallelujah, children do not get COVID-19 if you let them live normal lives, run and play outside, breathe fresh air. I spend all day outside. Even if they do, it's just not effective. It doesn't, it's not a thing for kids. Even the Delta variant, transmission does not translate to damage. That just means they have it. But the vast majority of children aren't going to suffer for it. From mask mandates are absolutely, utterly absurd and antithetical to all science, especially when it comes to children in the classrooms. And I, 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 I'm over an hour. I didn't even think I was going to make it to 40 minutes. But there, there's other things within the article that I found. <laughs> like, just, like what? They, they tell you. They're letting you know. That we are, we fully understand masks in schools don't work or don't matter or are inefficient or we don't know. One of those options. While in the same article, mandating masks for kids. Don't let these people drive us into another state of existence that is absolute paranoia and fear porn. Because I'm telling you, you know it as well as I do. You've seen the patterns. The patterns are there. No questions asked. They couldn't finish the job with getting to the adults. So now they're going after your children. They're going after my kids. My kids aren't going to go to public school. But guess what? 
my tax money does. So I will be showing up to the school board meetings this month because our schools, our county, and Rankin County District of Mississippi have mandated mass in schools K through 12. So show up to your school board meeting. Speak out. Don't send your kids to school. If you send your kids to school, don't let them wear a mask. Go confront. This is bullshit. And that's the last thing I'm going to say about it. CajunLibertarian.com. Go buy some merch, please. We'll come out with some new slogans here soon. Um, subscribe to the website. I saw somebody just sub subscribed, and that's why I threw it back on there. Last thoughts as we wrap up this episode tonight. And there's a lot of people, a lot, many, many, many people showed up tonight. Probably the most I've ever had on a solo episode. I'm sorry, no, no question. Most I've ever had on a solo episode. Thank you very much. Question everything. I, it doesn't take long to find these numbers and speak out. Take it or leave it. That's just a thought. I love y'all very much. I can't thank you enough for having me on this platform and listening to the, the nonsense that I didn't spew a lot. Um, you are very well loved. You're very well received. Go back and check Jason Lyon, uh, Mr. Bearded Truth, Mr. America, uh, the Bearded Truth. He had, did a great segment on on mental health of soldiers earlier tonight on Muddied Waters Media. Tomorrow night, we'll have Muddy Waters of Freedom with Spike Cohen and Matt Wright. Wednesday, you'll have my fellow Americans with Spike himself. Thursday, the writer's block on Muddy Waters Media. Also, not on Muddy Waters Media. is not a real libertarian. You can catch that on Thursday nights. And uh, I'm not sure if Eskimo is going to be fishing this week or not. I know we're not going to be doing a show this Friday because she's going to be out of pocket. But she may or may not do a show Thursday night. I need to get with her. But, um... And then I will most likely be doing a show on Sunday. As of right now, I will 100% do, be doing a special on Sunday. I don't know what that special is going to be. It was going to be music. So that'll be fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have a lot of passion. That's one thing I'm not lacking. I lack a lot of other things. Passion ain't one of them. Um, it, it, if I can't get the thing that I want to do the thing with on Sunday, then I will be doing music. Be like three or four songs. Be fun though. We'll see what happens. Other than that, I love you very much. I will see you Wednesday night. Same Cajun time, same Cajun channel. We have a shirt for that as well. I'll have Liz Terwilliger on. She's running for Congress in Pennsylvania. And she's bringing me up for an event up there. So please tune in and don't forget Question everything. Go do some research. Don't allow these tyrants to abuse your children. Take it or leave it. That's just a thought. I love you. I'm out.